0: Thanks for joining me this week and uh, kind of starting a new little feature on some uh, some hidden sports gems, hidden sports venues, and I, I put something up on, uh, on the internet, and we'll be putting some more things up on the Washington Park Velodrome and in Kenosha, Wisconsin, where I kind of grew up, and uh, the oldest... Uh, continuously uh, in-use velodrome in the country, and velodromes have, for cycling uh, have kind of started to disappear over the years. There's just over 10 of them left, I think, around the country that are functional, and uh, joined by uh, uh, the most passionate guy about sports in Kenosha, Wisconsin, Pat Hegewald. To, uh, to, uh, he, he replied first, kind of to put up uh, and talk about uh, some of his memories of the Kenosha Velodrome, and Pat, thanks for uh, for joining me, and uh, kind of your earliest uh, memories of the the Velodrome, which is still in operation today.
1: First of all, thanks for having me, Rick. Always a pleasure to join you, and uh, was good seeing you up here not long ago. I know you love to get back to K-Town, and it was great to uh, see you and your pops and hang out, but uh, yeah, anybody who's spent a lot of time in Kenosha, lived in Kenosha, knows anything about the bike racing industry knows our velodrome is is pretty iconic um bike races in kenosha go back forever from when i was a kid and way 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 back i guess giving it some historical context uh my wife's uh, grandfather george thomas um essentially would drag a fence around behind his pickup truck. And he was one of the, certainly not the only because I think there's a lot of people in Kenosha who kind of fight back and forth on who was like the original founding fathers. But, and I want to give them all their credit, but I know my wife's grandfather, a gentleman named George Thomas and his two sons were Bobby Thomas and George Corky Thomas. And they were kind of, you know, on the forefront uh, in the in the 20s essentially uh bobby having gone on to cycle for the united states in the 1932 los angeles olympics his brother Corky was an alternate but did not get a chance to race um so i've known a little bit of the historical context for a long time i know when i was a kid 12 14 years old right there by the washington bowl uh there, and there's the pool, the public pool there, and it's like, it was kind of the epicenter of the north side. You had Big Star Restaurant right there, Stan's Place, which is kind of an iconic bar here in K-Town, so it was like, if you were on the north side of Kenosha, it was like Tuesday night at the Velodrome. it was like scooping the loop in the 50s, I swear. It was just basically the place where everybody was, and you know, you kind of almost got lost a little bit in the, in the you know, enjoyment of the event type thing. But there was just absolutely the best bike racers in the world were there every week.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, I, I remember the uh, U.S. Nationals were there a couple times. Uh, you know, anyone who was an Olympian in cycling, men and women, um, came through there either either before they were in the Olympics or or after Tour de France riders. Um, it really uh, it really was kind of a hidden gem and uh, and and maybe the people in, in Kenosha in the area didn't realize what they had. Then uh, it was uh, that was really kind of a I don't know if it was a golden age of of cycling, but uh, like you said, anyone who was anybody came through Kenosha at some point.
1: Yeah, I mean it was it was it was amazing. You would literally like get to know like what the signature races are. Like the horse racing fanatic, for instance, will know when the such and such stakes and the such and such stakes because they're horse racing fans. And and by pure osmosis here in Kenosha, you would end up knowing whether it was the Schulte race, the President's Day race, Cup, or the this. That. The junior, you know, the junior nationals was always a big thing, and I know my wife's uh, uncle Corky Thomas. I know that's where he really made his bones in the 30s uh, as a junior champion. And both of her uncles, you know, not only were they associated with the uh, Olympic team, but they were huge in the uh, six days races or whatever down in Chicago, where they would go down to the Chicago Stadium and just literally cycle for a week straight, and when you weren't cycling, you were sleeping in these little bitty huts, and back in the day, back in those days, from my understanding, because the NBA wasn't anything, probably not even invented when it started, and the NFL, you know, people were working side jobs trying to make ends meet the only people that made more than professional bike racers back in those days were either professional baseball players or professional wrestlers.
0: Yeah, the wrestlers. Bike racers were right up there with the
1: top of of the top regarding being paid as professional bike racers, so it's always kind of been enacted into our DNA here at my house just because my wife's family are are legends in, in the business, but it's just kind of built into your DNA as a notion that you were over there eating a 50 cent crappy hot dog on the side of the hill and drinking a half warm cup of Mountain Dew and watching the bike racers race because that's just what you did in the middle of the summer in Cape Town Wisconsin.
0: You make it sound so glamorous, Pat. But uh, we're with uh, we're with Pat Haggawall talking uh, bike racing in Kenosha and uh, the velodrome, which I visited uh, when I was there a few weeks ago. It uh, the venue is in great shape. It looks uh, it, it's clean. It looks great. It looks like it's ready for uh, for a great summer of of racing and it's the only, uh, operating velodrome left in the state of Wisconsin. So, uh, uh, I'm sure it's drawing people from, from all over the area. And does, does Kenosha do a good enough job, Pat, promoting it that they have this great venue? I mean, I mean, I look on the internet and there's, you know, a few blurbs about it, but, uh, it's, uh, to, uh, to cycling enthusiasts and cyclists, it's really kind of a, kind of a mini Mecca to, uh, to go to, to does, uh, You know, do they promote it properly, do you think?
1: Well, you know, I I would say back in our day when it was, like, the place to be, I truly believe that the promotion came from within the organization itself far more than it came from the city of Kenosha. And then we went through a dark time where there really wasn't anything going on at all there or not much going on there at all. And the shape of the track, it never, ever, like, you know, it didn't have, like, trees growing out in the middle of a track or anything crazy like that. But it really wasn't kept up to be the pristine, world-class velodrome that, that it always has been. And, and they piddled around for years and, and tried to redo that thing and then had to redo the redo, which was an absolute mess. And, you know, I, I think people were lining up to take credit for who screwed that thing up the most. But I think it's on the uptick. And I think again i think it's going to take a little bit of uh like you know back in there what was the kenosha wheelman or whatever i mean those people were like uh, an organization of five or six or seven thousand people it's like all they had to do was tell the guy sitting next to him hey we're coming down here next week and they would have a crowd whereas now it's kind of got to be generated just a little bit more and and i don't know that the city of kenosha has ever really done a great job with it it's the people that have like call that place home that I've always done a great job with it and when they kind of went off the rails and just plain and simply weren't as involved as they were in the past it, it, it kind of left the marketing in, in a lurch and I think it's on the uptick. I know, like, my daughter's best buddy growing up, Beth English. she was, you know, all of her and her sisters and brothers were great racers here. She ended up going down to Marion in, in Indiana as a D1 bike racing scholarship. They have one of the velodromes. I talked to Steve Brunner, and he's out in Colorado Springs, and yeah. I know Colorado's got a couple of nice ones out there. So it's, like, it's kind of cool because... Once you have exposure to a velodrome and and, and know what it is and kind of know what you're talking about, it seems like they kind of find you as much as you have to go search them out and just, oh, everybody knows those, and it's because we have one here in town. But to your point, I think the city could do a lot more. But that thing has always kind of been internally driven, literally all the way back to the days of my wife's grandpa and uncles and, you know, names like Sparks and, you know, Don Gill and and, and all that kind of stuff, the Venturas. Everybody who's really been a big part of it have always kind of been their best own promoters.
0: Yeah, that's how it is with a... With a lot of sports, you find local uh, local venues, iconic venues. Yeah, there's there's some iconic velodromes left in the country. You mentioned them, and uh, to me, there's almost no more exciting sport in the Olympics than the uh, the velodrome cycling that they show on uh, on television. It's uh, it's it's fun to watch in person, but it's uh, almost equally as as exciting to watch on television. And it kind of the sport kind of reaches a a cres- crescendo when the uh, when the Olympics come up, and that's coming up in. Uh, in, in a couple months. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's one of my favorite venues. I was glad to see it in such great shape. And uh, hope, I remember sitting out on the, on the hill getting bit up by mosquitoes uh, in June and July. And I'm sure there'll be some other people uh, reliving that this summer. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's great to see
1: the bodies back because, you know, it's like uh, we all get older, and you drive down that way, and it was like, it would be a night where you would expect it a day, you know, similar to the day, like we're enjoying that's the sun is shining, and you know, why wouldn't you be out enjoying the elements, and, and you drive by there, and there for a while, it was like, man, I wonder if they're ever going to do anything with that thing again, or you think that old thing will ever become popular again, and it's good that it's coming back, and it's good that, you know, you'll be cruising around on a Saturday afternoon, and it will either be a you know, a, a team of people that are practicing or almost looks like an exhibition of some sort going on or there's somebody tooling around in the infield with something. And it's like, those are all good positive signs. It doesn't necessarily have to be the full-blown right. Schulte race where everybody's going crazy. Just, you know, having more and more bodies there and then, and it, you know, it leads to maybe more people pulling their own bike out there. I mean, you know as well as anybody, when you get around to that last, the world out there and one of them's hanging up high and the other one and when they're hanging down low and they're rolling about you know a half a mile an hour and then bam there they go and it's like if you don't think that that's cool competition at its finest well i don't want to know you because let me tell you what those those were the coolest the first time you see it, it's like oh wow what are they doing out there it's like Bicycle races. Yeah. These people are the best of the best that just sit there and hover, and then and then they're gone. And it's it's really like nothing anyone's ever seen. And you really like you said very well when we started. It's like. Unless you've seen it, you really got to see it because it's it's worth
0: checking out. Yeah, really exciting to watch in person. And this, they're sitting up on the hill there, up high on the hill. The sight lines are uh, um, the, probably the, one of the best viewing velodromes uh, in, in the world. So. Uh, yeah, get out there and, and enjoy it. What, no matter uh, if uh, if it's kids or adults or men or women, uh, it's definitely something to uh, to appreciate. And uh, especially now that we can get back out and, and watch live sports, and uh, I know that you're excited about that, Pat. And uh, just uh, as always, keep me informed of anything going on. And uh, great seeing you, and always great talking to you. Yeah,
1: and you gotta you gotta say one more thing for the road, and that is to all my dons like we've done in the past the inside of the velodrome absolutely one of the great turkey bowl football game football fields of all time i mean we're talking about a world-class venue you're talking about a world-class turkey bowl venue as well so never ever forget the greatness of uh the multi-uses of the kenosha velodrome but absolute pleasure rick of all times and uh you
0: know, anytime anything comes up, K Town, you know I'm here for. I know, you're
1: my man. Appreciate it, Pat. All right, sir. Here
0: I